J-Rod Concerts presents live from the space at 100th Taylor. A new musical tradition, live from the space at 100th Taylor, celebrates the musical community of Music City USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Hosted and yours truly, music journalist Jamie Rodriguez, coming at you from the 100th Taylor Arts Collective in the historic Germantown neighborhood in Nashville, Tennessee. A new Nashville musical tradition is here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from the Space at 100th Taylor Season 2. Unbelievable. Here we are, guys. This show we started in early 2021. Our live staple show. We film it here in Nashville in the historic Germantown neighborhood at a really cool space called 100th Taylor. Uh, so if you're ever in town, check it out. It's like an arts collective, and we are thrilled and honored to be able to do our show here. So definitely check them out. The space at 100th Taylor. You can actually do events there. You can get married there. There's, um, you know, corporate events. It's a beautiful space. You can rent it. You can work there. They have like WeWork style memberships. So definitely a cool space. And we are thrilled that they always are, are very supportive of us and very excited for this new season. Now, guys, we have an exciting lineup of guests this year. We cannot wait for you guys to see them. But it all starts today. Big bang of a first guest, guys. Hadley Canary. What a voice. What an artist. Oh, my God. I mean, one of indie pop's up-and-coming voices. One of Nashville's gems. Hadley was previously on our podcast uh, in early 2021, and she recently released her new EP, Crooked Roots, on October 29th. Uh, recorded in Nashville. Five songs that are so good, guys, in every way. First of all, obviously, her vocals are soaring and amazing. But her songwriting, oh my God, she touches on themes that have not been touched before. She does it with charisma, with depth, with profound uh, sentiment. And it is just an absolute uh, thrill to listen to this EP. So check it out, guys. Crooked Roots. And we have Hadley today on the show. She shares with us the story of the, of the EP. Uh, her songwriting, how it's evolved over the years. She gives us an amazing performance and a lot more. So buckle up. We hope you guys enjoy it. You know, if you guys like the podcast, you know, make sure you you give us a review. Click uh, subscribe on the uh, on our uh, on the button of your audio preference. There, it helps us a lot with the algorithm. And yeah, guys, without further ado, this is Hadley Canary on the season two premiere of Live from the Space at One Hundred Taylor. <music> Hi, Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. How are you? So far, so good. So, Hadley, okay, so Crooked Roots, your EP, yes. is out into the world now. Yes, finally. So good, Hadley. I mean, you, you. Have this, you have this unique ability to have these songs that are so relatable, but at the same time, like, so deep and, and, and with your talent, it, they just create such an impact. It's beautiful. Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. I'm, it. I'm so happy that it's finally out been working on it for years and just you know the way that everything unfolded over the last couple of years like put the process back a little bit yeah. but I'm 
stoked that it, it all unfolded the way it did. I know, but your songwriting is act it's so good too. And <laughs> isn't it amazing, like when you listen to like Habits, which came out two years ago? Yeah. yeah. But it feels like longer, right? I know. It it's simultaneously feels like it was yesterday, and also like it was another creative lifetime ago. Yeah. What weirdly enough. Yeah. But, I know, like like the songwriting has just like evolved in you so much. I Thank mean, I you. love habits, but li listening to like also like we love from Chicago and yeah, all that stuff yeah. from like that era. <laughs> no, not tough at all. I love that. Yeah. No, no, it's all song. great, but it's amazing. Like when you look at your at your artistic career thus far, yeah. like what working on your craft and like discipline can do because you could tell that the sparks were there in those first records. Mm. Like your voice and your talent was there. The songwriting, the seeds were there. You can see, you can hear them. That's very kind of you to say. And Thank like you. when you see them like spruce up, it yeah. is like just like a beautiful thing. It's like gardening a plant. Yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I love that. Thank you for saying that. It's yeah. very sweet. No, it's true. And you know, Hadley, it's um, last weekend I was at the at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and I had yeah. a conversation with with one of the Go-Go's and and I wanted to That's ask awesome. you this because. She said that people are not born with talent, and, and this is something that's mm. always boggled my mind. I always, sometimes I ask the guests, like, are people born with talent or do they work? But it's like watching you, the way you've evolved, I almost like get confirmation, like, yes, you are very talented. But isn't it true that it's like hard work, ultimately, what makes an artist, right? I think it's a, I think it's a combination of both. I think, you know, there, for some people, there is an amount of just like, God-given universe, given whatever talent that people are born with and can't deny. And I feel like, you know, for some people, it's their creative duty to give that to the universe and, you know, pin it down and make it real. And for other people, it's also just an amount of doing the work and starting from square one and working your way up. And I think for, I, for a lot of people, it's also just like a combination of the two. Yeah. And I think regardless of how much talent you believe that you were given from the get-go like I think a work ethic for this this career is so important so important yeah and I've been reading like biographies of like Da Vinci and all these people because I'm because yeah. I'm getting old and boring that's I guess no, that's awesome <laughs> but all these people like since young they had a dad that was a painter or something or they would go mm. to these mountains and paint all day like it didn't just happen yeah right that, that's to your point yeah I think I think it's so important to even just looking at like, kind of like you were talking about looking at artists from record one to record, you know, wherever they are down the line, it's you, you see growth happen and that comes from just doing it more and from growing as a person because I feel like, you know, life informs art and art informs life. And so I feel like as we grow as people, we can't not grow as creatives if that is, you know, if that's the focus. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, there's many words that can describe Hadley Canari, but I think, <laughs> no, but one of them uh, is courage, courageous. Thank you. And, you know, like, look, I'll give you a, one of many examples. When you're 15, 16, 16 years old and you're in, in Winneka, mm -hmm. Illinois. Yeah. Like, you go to Little Ricky's, this little bar. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, <laughs> also recipes, I don't believe that. Like, you're 15 years old. Okay, so I just want to, like, emphasize for my audience that, Anybody, all of us at 15, we're like, you know, we're, 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 we're a mess. We're a teenage mess. <laughs> like, we're already, like, insecure as it is. But you walk into these bars and you talk to the bartender and you're like, hey, can I play here? <laughs> like, where did this come from? I love that. That was, I am very grateful for that place. Little Rickies is a bar up in the suburbs of Chicago. And they were one of the first places that let me play. And, you know, a lot of places 
don't let you play until you're 21. And I went in with my mom and said, hey, I have some songs that I it would be fun to play. And they let me just set up a PA system, which I still have now. My mom and I went to Guitar Center and got like speakers and everything. And uh, they let me just set up in the corner of the bar and play for an hour and I showed up like barely knowing what I was doing but knowing that I wanted to play and I uh, got a few of my or a couple of my friends to sing backgrounds for me that it, it was what how so you're 15 fun. years old it was fun I think maybe it was like 16 17 but yeah I mean still very much a mess but like very much just having something that needed to come out you know yeah. I feel like music from the get-go was always something that I gravitated towards whether it was musical theater or you know, piano or playing guitar or whatever, but, and, or, and, and especially singing in choirs, but I picked up a guitar and started actually writing songs when I was maybe 15, 16, and it was something that I just wanted to keep doing, yeah. and something that, you know, thankfully I had very supportive parents who were like, yeah, let's try and make this happen, and That's like, cool. let's, like, see if we can get you a platform in our small town and oh see what happens, and so that. I'm very grateful for that place and for my parents for helping me do that but it's from no a very wonder, early age. You know, no wonder we're talking off camera that like, you know, you get a call at midnight to play the Ryman or whatever <laughs> and you're just like, let's go. Basement East, Ryman, wherever it is, New York. You're so courageous, it's amazing. Thank you for saying that. No, that's thank you for like inspiring oh, us to like take risks <laughs> and like, you know, don't be afraid of failure because that's how stuff I, happens. I mean, failure is definitely always on the horizon of like, what's going to happen? Is this a good choice? Especially like in the wake of the last year, like just everything turning upside down and not knowing what is the right decision, quote unquote, right decision anymore. But yeah. I feel like I, you know, we try and do the best we can with what we're given. Yeah, but you're also very business savvy, talking about that. Like Thanks. At, Ber <laughs> at Berkeley, you know, that was part of your program. And that was, yeah. yeah, I studied music business and I, you know, kind of going back to the work ethic, like I, when I, or what, like, back to what we were talking about earlier, if, um, you know, I want, knew I wanted to be in a creative career, but I didn't know exactly in what capacity but I, or what lane I wanted to run down, but I knew I wanted to, at least for the most part, or at least have a, a general idea of how to handle myself regardless of where I ended up. And so I chose to study music business and yeah. just at least have an outline or have some sort of blueprint for what that might look like, you know? I love it. You gotta yeah. write a book sometime later, like, <laughs> we'll they cannot repath to success. <laughs> if people will let me talk for that long. Talk, oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. I love it. We'll get to the new songs in a second, but yeah. I also want to ask you about another word that describes you, yeah. and that is giving. You're a giver. Thank you. No, it's true. <laughs> and like, just going back again to New, new Trier High School. Yeah. You know, you were playing community events, mm -hmm. you know, like supermarket openings, supermarket yeah. refurbishments, and <laughs> food pantries. And you do the same here in Nashville when the tornado hit, Basement mm -hmm. East, you know, telling your fans where to volunteer, what to do. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you can share a little bit about like your upbringing in regards to the importance of giving back. Yeah, I like, I remember, I think, I think it was when I lived in Kansas. Maybe I moved around a lot when I was little, but I, I think it was when I lived in Kansas and I had a few friends that were in a community service club and I, was like sure I'll join in this and you know just I remember thinking from a really young age like this is really beautiful that like we can help each other and that like it's you know I think it I think it's important to take what we're given and take like I think everybody can help in ways that they how do I say this <laughs> um, I believe that I can use music for entertainment purposes for you know God willing a 
financial purposes for myself to you know make a living doing what I love but I also believe that you know people need music and if I can use that to help people and give back then why wouldn't you you know yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it, it's like the most satisfying to give back, right? Yeah, it's a really beautiful yeah, thing. And it's I know. like, I feel like specifically here in Nashville, it's like there's, like Nashville is so synonymous with community for me. And mm -hmm. so I think there are so many opportunities to really work with music to help give back. Yeah. Yeah. And perfect segue. I think that's why you're putting roots here. So let's segue yeah. with that, <laughs> right? Because I have also fell in love with this place. And let's start mm. with the title track of yeah. Crooked Roots. Because yeah. beautiful song, powerful. Thank you. But, you know, your journey, obviously, you moved around a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been, well, it's been well documented that you moved around as a child quite mm -hmm. a bit. Um, but, yeah, like, talk to me about, like, was it the pandemic that made you, like, grapple with, like, where am I from? Where do I live? Like, who am I in the grand scheme of like my story? Like, it because it's such mm. a, a powerful song, and yeah. I moved a little bit up a bit, so it kind of mm. like pulled my strings. Oh, like, yeah. where does this introspection came from for you? Yeah, I so I actually wrote that song in twenty, I want to say it was twenty nineteen, um, and I so it was pre pandemic, but it was I think so. Like I said, or like we've talked about, I grew up moving around a lot. I ended up living in Chicago for the longest, and my parents were there for about 12 years. Like I finished high school, my brother finished high school there, and then in 2018, they decided that they were going to move. And I thought that I had kind of processed all of that, like picking up and moving, and you know, especially being an adult and being able to do it on my own terms within a city that I love. and. I kind of thought that I had processed all of that. Turns out I hadn't. And I have felt just called to write something that really acknowledged the difficulty of like the whole concept of where am I from and what, like where do I, where do I find my roots or where do I like consider them to be? And also saying, you know what, it is a really beautiful thing to call a bunch of different places home. Yeah. And I wanted to write something that kind of touched on both sides of that coin. And it was a hard song to write. It was the kind of thing where I wrote like the first verse and to the, through the end of the first chorus. And then it kind of just sat on my, in a voice memo on my phone for a couple months. And I didn't really know what it was gonna be. And then I remember I was driving with my friend Bree to uh, a show in South Carolina and showed her just this minute and a half. And she was like, I feel like you have to finish this. Like this needs to be said. And yes. sure enough, I we finished it and here it is yeah and th thank you for saying it you know yeah, for you. all those people that <laughs> feel like where am i from a little bit yeah like i was born here but don't 100 percent feel there like yeah. that whole thing so. well it's funny i remember even going to college and like i for a lot of people it was their first time like leaving home and leaving places that they had lived their entire lives and so people you know take pride in very specific things like i feel like people take pride in like certain restaurants that you can only get in certain states or like sports teams or whatever and I kind of was just like I don't like not that I don't have any of those but I felt like I had many of those and therefore yeah. it was just a little bit conflicting yeah. <laughs> confusing yeah. you know yeah. I joke that I got a bit of a walking identity crisis but at the same time <laughs> it's I think it's a really beautiful as I've grown up I find it's a really beautiful thing to have like this polychromatic sense of self and yeah. sense of oh, I love where am I from you know yes so choosing to celebrate it and acknowledging that that's like it is a really beautiful thing right on right on okay possession of pain yeah <laughs>
rattles my head as well. <laughs> and yeah. it goes back to the courage thing because most people are, are, are afraid, and, and I think we all are, but mm. to embrace their garbage, if you yeah. will. Just to like kind of dig into what's holding them back and like look at it in the eye mm -hmm. and clean it up, right? But with this song, like you talk about the importance of this. Um, it's a, I mean, it's, it's a life change for, for people who really listen to this song and take it into soul, it can change their lives. Thank you for it, saying that. It can, <laughs> because it's like, you know, possess, like what's holding you back. Mm. Uh, why do you think people are so afraid of, you know, embracing their garbage? And Ooh, I mean, because it's not pretty, you know? Mm -hmm. It's the kind of thing that, I mean, when I wrote Possession of Pain with my friend Susan Ruth, I, she and I kind of met like briefly and passing at shows and then I showed up to her house and was kind of having a dark day myself and just needed to work a lot of it out and you know a couple of I had kind of there were a couple people in the last few weeks or in the few weeks leading up to that that had passed away that I was like a kind of like friend of a friend of a friend or like a distant somebody that I knew and I was kind of just had this inner turmoil of like how much of this am I allowed to feel and then that there was like an additional layer of guilt on like I should be able to feel this what or what I want but at the same time like if I'm not I was like measuring how much of something I was allowed to feel which is completely counterintuitive right because I think you know we need diff like everybody has their own healing process and I showed up to Susan's house and said you know I'm feeling all of these things but also I want to zoom out and say like why am I even you know in self-conflict with this yeah um and we got this song out of it and i think people don't want to look at their like that healing process because it's just not easy to look at but i think you know we grow by holding mirrors up yes. and thankfully i like i have a lot of people in my life who do that and my collaborators being some of my favorite ones of those mm -hmm. and I'm very grateful I'm for that song. I'm telling you, Hallie, so many good messages in this EP. That's the beauty. <laughs> Thank you. Like, like, like in the production, you know, the, mm. the, the voice and, and, and Brie and, um, and, and, and the product, uh, you know, everyone, Matt, <laughs> everyone is amazing, but it's the, the message is what takes it to like another level. Thank you. It's really profound. It's Thank incredible. <laughs> okay, so before we get, we get to a performance, which yeah. we're lucky we'll get, I want to ask you about 2021. Mm. Because last year I used to ask, well, what are the lessons of 2020, right? Sure. But I feel like 2021 deserves kind of the same question. Yeah. Because it's been a completely different year mm -hmm. than 2020, but it's also had some completely different lessons. Oh, yeah. What is like, some, as the year wraps up, something that like you'll take from this year? I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I, you know, I'm kind of been looking at 2020 as it was very much survival mode, very month to month, very, you know, taking it a couple weeks at a time, which I'm such a planner and creature of schedules and routine. And so last year was a challenge to say the least. Um, but I feel like 2021 has been the response to it and the, you know, reflection trademark, you know, like we're all kind of responding to what we all went through as a human, as humanity. And I feel like and like kind of like we were talking about off camera, like making up for lost time and, you know, getting out there and going to shows and traveling and it's all been really beautiful. But I feel like over the last couple of years, it's been one long uh, exercise in where to put my energy. Yeah. And <laughs> I, while that looked 2021 and 2020 looked very different in that regard, 
I feel like it all kind of is under the same umbrella. And I think a lesson coming out of 2021 is just to kind of pay attention still to what, where that belongs, you yeah. know? Because yes. in 2020, for me, it was like, okay, I'm gonna write, because writing is one of the few things I can control right now, and I can, you know, control my creative output. And then 2021, I felt, you know, it was a beautiful thing to get back into my old routines, but at the same time, I felt overstimulated and overwhelmed for just like how much I personally put on myself to make up for last for lost time. Yeah. And so I think 2021 was just the other side of that coin, albeit maybe the more exciting, like familiar version of it. But I think it's still just a lesson in where to put our energy yeah. and paying attention to what, for me personally, paying attention to what my body is trying to tell me. And for the rest or for the foreseeable future, it's telling me like, let's go back into creative input mode for a little bit, you know, like it's been a beautiful season. It's been a beautiful release season. And I want to, I'm very happy that I've been giving my work their days in the sun, but I'm excited to get back and put a little bit more energy into creative input mode for Perfect. a while. Yeah. Perfectly said, Hanley. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've said it all for today. Thank I'm you trying. so much. Love it. Love it. Uh, take us away with a song if you will. I will yeah. That'd be fantastic. I think I'm going to play the, the title track to the EP, Crooked Roots. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. I'm a sucker for a skyline. High on alleyways and curves. Seeking meaning in the fine lines And some purpose it could serve And I've been rooting for the whole team But I never really felt like my Young ambition chasing old dreams Me and my manifested pride Oh, it's different makes me anxious And all familiar places only make me cry Oh, I try not to be thankless A faint appreciation for the unsettled life My roads are traveled but they don't unravel no they go cracked into the sky my roots are shallow but they're many hallowed strong and steady and i know i'll be fine with these crooked roots of couple years or so ego gets a sense of humor I get the urge to up and go call it identity crisis but who am I to say I'm found they 
<laughs> my chills have chills. Oh. Thank you, Hadley. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> 